thank you for doing this interview with no me. No problem. Yeah. Okay, so we can start Any, any way you define yourself, any way you... Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know anymore. Okay. I'm still, like I used to know, but yeah. now I'm figuring it out. Okay. Um, because I'm doing two big things that I mm -hmm. never thought I'd do, like being a mother. But now it's like, I change diapers, <laughs> do laundry in the middle of the morning. Still awesome. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know anymore. I'm still yeah. figuring it out. No, yeah, that's good. Do you, so you say that you think like reassess like what's important, or like do you think you're still trying to like it's like find like the finding somebody that I wanted to like merge my life mm -hmm. with redefine me because I never wanted to get married so to get married and then everything changes it's like mm -hmm. oh so I'm not just this like badass superwoman yeah. I'm somebody's wife and <laughs> it's important to me to be somebody's yeah, wife yeah. but then like the feminist part of me is mm -hmm. like no I'm independent yeah. I don't want to be defined yeah. by like this traditional title so yeah I'm kind of in a like weird sticky place okay <laughs> <laughs> this is like a good sticky place yeah. it feels good yeah, just yeah. new and I feel like I'm nice. So let's talk about marriage. So you say you didn't see yourself being married. So like what changed that? I had my team of friends that fulfilled different needs. And then I met him and he fulfilled all the needs. Wow. And he was basically like, like it's me or nothing. I'm like, okay, well, it's nothing. I don't need you. And then we didn't talk for maybe two weeks, and it was like the worst two weeks of my life. Like what you said, like, Stop. he became everything. No, that's beautiful. It is, it is. Okay, so when it comes to you, so what would you say is your story so far? <laughs> oh wow my story so far um whew. I don't know now it's mm -hmm. oh everything is so perfect for you but it took a lot to get here like growing up on the extreme side of the poverty line um and that's something I think a lot now like I'm an attorney and my husband's an engineer and buying this fancy house in Bowie mm -hmm. and not for necessity so it's literally the complete opposite my life now is the complete opposite type of job that I have to the way that I take care of my kids to how I budget now um I guess I'd say my story is is one of triumph and perseverance um and also a lot of how do I describe it 
Like, I feel like I've had so many people praying for me and pushing for me and supporting me um, in so many different ways that I didn't know and I wouldn't be here without them. Am I answering your question? No, yeah, you are. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm rambling. No, no. Do you want like a, like from here to there? Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, man. I Anything like... you want to share is. Okay, so I grew up really poor in Detroit. Um, single parent, my mom, my father. So my father. So my mother did and said some things that most people probably wouldn't understand. Um, but she did it because as a poor, single black woman, she um, and that meant that I didn't really have a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And part of me, when I found out some of the things that she did, I won't say because mm -hmm. she'd be mortified. Mm -hmm. If I did, right. uh, but when I found out some of the things she did, I was initially angry and I was, I think I had just graduated from college when I found out. Mm -hmm. um, and so I kind of blamed her for me not having a relationship with him. Sure. And then the fact that he had money. Right. So like things could have been so right. much different. One, if I'd had a relationship with him and if I'd had his money, like we were literally homeless mm -hmm. because you wouldn't allow me to be in contact with him. Mm -hmm. um, but then And so I started to build a relationship with him as an adult. Mm -hmm. And that was when I started to see, like, the things that my mother kept me away from. Got you. Okay. And I was like, okay. Got Got it. Yeah. Um, so he still hasn't met my kid. He probably won't. He's, like, sick and dying. Literally. Like, I talk to him on the phone every now and then out of obligation. Because mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like I'm going to... Gonna feel guilty when he dies if I don't at least talk to him. Sure, so it's yeah. kind of like yeah. planning. Mm -hmm. Parents mm -hmm. probably still feel guilty. Yeah. Um, let's see. Parents. My mom was amazing. Like she's crazy, but amazing. Like again, at this point, it's like looking back in retrospect and knowing she did what she thought was best yeah. um, with the tools that she had and they right. were very limited tools. Right. Like, I didn't know we were poor until I was in high school because I went to the smart kids' high school and, mm -hmm. like, my classmates, their parents were doctors and mm -hmm. lawyers mm -hmm. and the time. <laughs> like, you living right. live like this and <laughs> right. I live like that? Like, mm -hmm. I had no idea we were poor because she Um, she was amazing. Yeah. And I guess that brings me to now. Mm -hmm. I know I'm leaving stuff out. No, it's all good. It's okay. So, like, because I have, like, this, all these amazing memories of my mother, like, mm -hmm. I want my daughter to have a relationship with her so yeah. she can see that stuff. Yeah. But because 
the life that I have now is so much different from how I grew up. My mother takes it as an insult. Like, you know, oh, you need this fancy house. I didn't give you this fancy house, but you turned okay out okay. You're, you think that I didn't do right by gotcha. you or, you know, oh, you only feed your kid organic vegetables. I fed you sugar and you turned out okay. You're saying that, you know, I was a bad mother. Like, everything that I do to her yeah. tells her she's a bad mother wow. to the point where, like, she won't come visit wow. um, because she's so insulted and she thinks we're going to fight. She came when Marley was maybe, I think, three or four months for her, like, dedication ceremony. Mm-hmm. And she was upset that all our friends... Like, that kind of... So it's more like insecurity speaking than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, for me, I'm watching a time go by with the baby. She's growing up, and she's not knowing her, and she's missing out on this awesome person that Mm -hmm. I know is in there Mm -hmm. because she's insecure. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're dealing with that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) (laughs) um, my career has... So I just, I figure I'll change the world in my spare time and like nine to five, I got to make money because daycare tuition is more than our mortgage. Um, changing the world using air quotes but I think motherhood just from the outside looking in is like one of the hardest jobs like I couldn't even you know not everybody can do that like so how do you how do you um uh, I guess how do you handle going from someone who did like all these things for like all these people to now you know putting your time into growing and (laughs) raising an awesome person like how how do you balance like how do you balance that and how do you I don't think I've been able to do that yet. Okay. That was that was probably the major factor that contributed to my postpartum depression. Okay. Um, like, I had to leave. So, because I was working so much, mm-hmm. I ended up having to leave work four weeks earlier mm-hmm. than I planned when I was pregnant because I, like, I kept starting early labor. Gotcha. Um, and then we found out that. And I'm always somebody that does, you know, like, work is 110%. It's going to be perfect. And so my bosses were expecting that. And then all of a sudden, I had to be like, nope, I'm out. I'm not staying late. I'm not coming in early. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. I know you want me to, but we have to figure something else out. Because all of a sudden, this little person Mm -hmm. is the most important. Mm -hmm. Um, And then being home for, it's been over a year now without having so I've always done meaningful work and without having that meaningful work it's almost like well mm-hmm. like what's the point mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. important to me but it was new because even like going out to different 
you know, play groups and mama stuff, everybody's like, well, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? I'm home. Right. <laughs> and then when you go to stuff, it's nannies and the moms mm-hmm. are working. So you gotcha. don't see a lot of moms, particularly black women mm-hmm. who are moms. Mm-hmm. Um, even in this area, people have their nannies or their grandparents are like oh I'm not doing nothing like I'm doing something that most people would want to do so that helped too like friends who had recently had babies and were telling me how hard it was to go to work and leave their baby with strangers in daycare like I started to see it as oh it's a privilege that I can stay home like it's a privilege that I'm here and a nanny isn't here it's a privilege that I don't have to work I'm going back to work when I'm ready and it's a choice was a sacrifice I'm giving up a year out of my career I'm giving up all these things but no it's a privilege <laughs> when you talk about um, growing up in poverty like how has that fueled what you do now um, so one of the things that I do that I'll probably do as long as I can mm-hmm. is um, I managed a homeless shelter, shelter for a young like the shelters we stayed at it was literally just a shelter no real help so what I have the opportunity to do is teach these women life skills that they wouldn't otherwise have yeah. um, and I'm basically teaching them the Her rules are basically my rules for the program. It's the same curfew. It's <laughs> the same chore breakdown, wow. the yeah. same cleaning list, like literally everything that she had me do. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's how it's shaped my life. to kind of get on the other side of the line and had all this help from all these other people. I have to give that back. Like, I have to put that back into the world. So in addition to that work, like, I also need to, I need to pay somebody's tuition at some Mm. point because somebody paid my tuition Mm. to make sure, like, some student has housing because somebody made sure I had housing. Like, it's like I have this running list of these are the things people did for me to make sure I got here. big thing that we want to do is not work related but so we want to or I have to adopt a sibling group Um, so the the, nobody wants them once they get to a certain age 11 and up they're not cute anymore they're bad little nappy headed black boys Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I want them like Mm -hmm. I want to give them the home that they yeah. wouldn't otherwise have and then show them a different way of life because yeah. I have it now um, and it kind of feels selfish to give my kid that have the ability to give another kid that and not do it mm-hmm. and that's yeah. who gets adopted and who doesn't yeah. like pretty little light-skinned kids yeah. get adopted yeah. not nappy-headed brown-skinned black boys yeah. so unfortunately yeah
you don't come from the most, I guess, extreme, mm-hmm. you know, uh, situation as a child, I think a lot of times people kind of forget. Like, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, I've made it. I'm never going back. I can't go back. And yeah. it's like, but then with you kind of that, that uh, separates you from mm-hmm. those other people that are, you know, just like you that were, you know, that are in the same situation that you were in. traumatic mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. so when you like when you've lived it mm-hmm. and you've overcome it it's hard to go back it's mm-hmm. hard to see it like it's hard for me to see mm-hmm. the yeah. bring back so I don't know if everybody has the I don't know if for everybody times as well but I don't don't, like you said you said earlier you didn't know that you were Mm -hmm. that you were poor you know what I mean you didn't know that you were lacking something because of what your mom stepped in and gave and in the same way like I grew up in you know a huge house but my parents were were together and you know then my mother was struggling and then all this stuff to maintain for me sometimes I feel like I have to fight um, a feeling of lack that makes sense like feeling like I'll, I'll never have enough like yeah. you know what I'm saying so how do you go from if you have, if you've never felt that way that's awesome but like how do you go from that to wanting to give to wanting to you know give what you didn't have to other people um I think I do feel it like I know there's something totally dependent yeah. on my husband financially which is another yes <laughs> Like, I grew up, I come from a long line of single mothers. Yeah. Like, men ain't nothing. Yeah. Don't depend on them. And here I am, like, honey, mm-hmm. I need shoes. Can I have shoes? Like, it's... It's different, um, and it's new, and it's really, really hard. <laughs> like, I keep bringing up this house because it's huge for us. Yeah. Like, neither one of us. This is huge for us where we are now. So we're talking about, we're about to have two whole houses that we don't need to live in as yeah. rental property. And then we're buying this fancy house. Mm-hmm. Like most standards, it's not fancy. It's mm-hmm. just regular middle-class America house. But mm-hmm. for us, it's fancy because yeah, yeah. we've never yeah. been anywhere near. Like even this is a stretch yeah. for us. So yeah. the it's almost like an overwhelming feeling of, oh my God, we made it. Like, our baby will never know the other side. But then it's like, we could do so many other things Mm -hmm. with this money. Like, Mm -hmm. we could stay here. Mm -hmm. We could do X, Y, and Z. Like, we could help the neighborhood. We could help people. But then you have things like gunfire going through, you know, your front window or your car. And you're scared to take your kid in and out of the house. And that kind of, like, that puts it in perspective. Once we recover from this this move financially, mm-hmm. we're gonna get back yeah. into giving. We're gonna get back into doing things for yeah. other people. Like this is temporary. Mm-hmm. We're in a pinch, but we're gonna get back to it. So it's not like a it's like an obligation mm-hmm. for our family. Like mm-hmm. we have. To. 
Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. Um, so on your Instagram bio, it says you want to prove that women can have it all. Right? Mm-hmm. So what does having it all look like for you? <laughs> uh, it's changed from okay. when I wrote that. Um, so I remember like as a young college student communicating like my dreams and career goals with older women and they'd be like, well, you know, you're not gonna have no family. Like, do you want to marry a black man or are you oh, open wow. to marrying a white man? Cause ain't no black man gonna deal with all of this. Like, and so I got that over and over and over and then seeing them, they were divorced. They had always been single. They were single parents because black men didn't show up for them. Um, I guess young and naive me not realizing that they just made bad choices yeah, yeah, yeah. with people they married and things yeah. just don't work out. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And so that was why I never wanted to get married or have a family because I wasn't being a single mother. Like, right. that was not happening. And why waste my time if nobody's going to support my dreams? Right. Mm-hmm. And then even dating, that was my experience. Like, mm-hmm. I'd share my goals and dreams and it'd be like, that's a lot. Yeah. And, like, and my husband was the first one I met that was like, oh, okay, I could do that. Like, what can I do yeah. to help? Like, yeah. how can I make this my dream too? Yeah. Um, so I think, I think having, so I think having it all depends on, you know, what you want. Like, for me, it was, I want to have, like, I want to be true to myself. Yeah. I think that's having it all. Like, I don't want to be one of those women that's, so stressed out and consumed with being a wife and a mother that I walk. I think it's important. So I think that having it all also, the definition of all might depend or might vary based on race because black women having it all is different from white women having it all like for a black woman having it all might mean that you know your hair is healthy your (laughs) nails are done you still have friends like you you can cold switch or not depending on your preference so like for me okay i got it having it all (laughs) for me is having like one a partner that I find attractive and not just like settling for anybody. Like you can't tell me that my husband is not black oh. Jesus when he get out the shower <laughs> with his almond butter glistening and his locks hanging down. Like <laughs> I want the person I'm spending yeah. my life with to look good. Absolutely. Like I don't want to settle for mm-hmm. somebody I'm not attracted to yeah. just because they're stable and secure. And that's a lot of times what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Having it all is, a partner or not mm-hmm. but a partner you're attracted to um a relationship is like defined on your terms whether you're poly or you're monogamous whatever it is is whatever mm-hmm. makes you happy mm-hmm. so obligated right. but like good sex right. um And then just being happy. Like, I think being happy takes work. Like, the kind of genuine happiness Mm -hmm. that lasts. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's an emotion. So Mm -hmm. there are going to be days when you're not happy. But, like, a genuine sense of happiness and fulfillment is having it all. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you talk a lot about friends, and you know, I see you talk about your friends often. <laughs> so no, that's a great thing though, because I think um, what I admire, um, even from again from the outside looking in, a lot of I feel like I have friends, um, but to have a good core of women, like yeah. I feel like a lot of people are lacking that. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, yeah, a lot of people are, are lacking that. So how important, like. literally nothing without them like there'd be no degrees there'd be no husband there'd be no family there'd be no house like there would be nothing because there are times when it gets so hard and so overwhelming and it's like why bother like Mm -hmm. I could just go be average Mm -hmm. um and that's one like knowing like, I can see your potential. Mm-hmm. So when you tell me that you can't do it, our slogan is just shut the fuck up and be great. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. in our text all the time. Yeah. One of us will, oh, I can. Oh, all these obstacles. Shut up and be great. <laughs> like, nobody has time for yeah. that. And that's, like, that's the kind of thing we need. Yeah. And then also just checking mm-hmm. one another. Like, we're quick. Like, those are the kind of things that I think we need. And then it's, like, constant. Um, For example, when I was pregnant, I had a a miscarriage before I was pregnant with Marley. And due to the nature of the miscarriage, it didn't medically count as a pregnancy. Um, And it was so early that I hadn't told anybody except, like, my husband and my friends because, of course, they got a every single day throughout my pregnancy about my fears Um, there was a lot of anxiety around having another miscarriage there was a lot of like I don't know it was just a lot and I I couldn't talk to my husband as much as I would want to because he was also scared so just be able to to vent in a you know 50 text message rant to them and somebody's responding to every single one of them like that kind of it makes a difference just having like an ear and an ear that that cares about you and is always thinking about your best interests. Like that's everything to me. Absolutely. So what, like, what advice would you have for people who don't, who might not have like a core group that kind of are trying to feel around for it or, you know, I, for me, for example, you know, I feel like that's where I kind of am. Like I have people, but they're not mm-hmm. one. They're not local, and it's also like. I think from my experiences with women, they haven't been the best. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. <laughs> but um, what advice would you have for, for people who are kind of looking for, I guess, that kind of group too? If uh, any. Like, I think we were all in different places for years. And then somehow we all ended up. Um, and I think that's where, like, even if it's not local, but, like, yeah. that person you can talk to can still be your mm-hmm. person, thanks to technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I have advice for finding yeah. the group, but definitely, like, let folks go that don't make you feel good. Because there's no point. Like, I don't need you in my life if you're not. I don't need a yeah. extra friend for the sake of having one. Just because I need them. 
But I've been trying to be more fancy. He's no, don't do that. Don't do that. Why here? I mean, well, yeah. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, let me look at my. <laughs> Let's talk about breastfeeding, right? Okay. So you seem to be a huge supporter of breastfeeding and breastfeeding public. And again, I don't have children. So, but I think, I think from, I don't know, even young, as a young woman, like seeing um, women breastfeeding, it's always been kind of like, well, now it seems like it's a radical thing. Like it's, even though... The breasts, like that's that's literally what they're there for, and like to to nurse young, well, and other things, but also to nurse young. Um, why do you think? Do you think that it is radical, and if so, why? I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. it's radical for Black women. Yes, I agree um, because the history of Black women being able to mother mm-hmm. their children, like historically, we were, you know, no face. Yeah, like we were there just to nurse somebody imagine mm-hmm. living my life like that um and then having hey we know that black people are the poorest group of people when you break it down by race in the country mm-hmm. hourly job the laws have just recently changed. So, like, there hasn't always been a fancy corporate job Mm -hmm. or a government job. You're not getting Mm -hmm. the adequate accommodations. You're getting told to go pump in the bathroom. You don't have a refrigerator. You have to, like, clock out if you have to go. a privilege and for black women or poor women in general it is it is radical yeah um i feel like white women have been nursing and nursing in public for as long as they wanted to but we can't do it because it's something different like our bodies are even looked at differently than white women's bodies so it's now all of a sudden it's legal in all states to breastfeed in public and i'm like sexualized mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying minding their business feeding their children when on the flip side like you said like I've seen white women nurse outside all the time like yeah. it's not like all the time, all the time. <laughs> like it's not like it's not a thing you know what I'm saying um and I can agree with that like um so I wasn't breastfed and my little brother wasn't my father was in the navy so my mother had to go to work mm-hmm. you know and so my um great-grandmother would take care Yes, yeah, the same. Different. Yep, I've never saw it either. I don't mm. think I saw it until I was an adult. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. But again, white women. Just yeah. I was somewhere with my um with my sister in law, and she was breastfeeding her son, and this woman came out, and so she was wearing a you know like a cover thing mm-hmm. or like a blanket, um, 
If she hadn't, it wouldn't bother me. Like, you know what I'm saying? But this woman came out and almost praised her for covering up. And I was like, is that supposed to be a compliment or is that... Yeah. It's just very strange. And, like, she awkward. probably covers up because she's modest. Right. Like, knowing her, she's yeah, modest. Yeah, yeah, I'm not covering yeah, up because yeah. I don't have time for it. <laughs> like, no. Right. Like, I, I just feel like there's so many, um, there's, like, good and bad, using air quotes, like, mother things to do. Yeah. And it's just really exhausting to yeah. hear. Choice and people shame them for not breastfeeding and it's like. Okay, like this is literally what her body can and cannot. These like old wives tales and things like that. Oh, you shouldn't do that. You're spoiling. You're you're doing this. How do you like quiet all the noise? Like, <laughs> um, so I like giving people little lessons when okay. they say stupid things. Some people, like <laughs> I'll say older people, because okay. I realize older people. Is and wick to buy formula so it was more advantageous mm-hmm. for government that put crack in Get black out. neighborhoods right. and literally been trying to kill us since literally. the shackles came science to right. back it up right. we've always known that breast milk is the best milk mm-hmm. for a baby mm-hmm. um so there's that and then um i also like to tell older women about like the benefits of breastfeeding breastfeeding past 12 months mm-hmm. like that's some arbitrary number mm-hmm. that people came up with like True. my baby should not be drinking milk from another animal like i'm the animal that my yeah. baby should get milk from and then explaining that milk changes to accommodate Absolutely. the baby's needs and like it has all the stuff it need they need to support their brain development like cow's milk doesn't give them milk when she's yeah. walking and talking mm-hmm. until she doesn't want it anymore mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is that, is that, is that like, you said baby led weaning, like is mm-hmm. that, like, so babies really decide. To like, it's specifically describing the way the babies eat. So okay. not feeding babies like the pureed, mashed baby oh, food, okay. just letting them eat food and decide, you know, what to eat and how is basically how like granny and them been feeding kids forever. Like yeah. if you think of just. <laughs> Giving a baby the chicken ball. Yes. That's baby led weaning. Got Letting you. the baby self feed and all of that. Um, and then for some people, it does go into the nursing too. Because mm-hmm. if you think about um, taking milk or formula, they stop taking as much milk or formula once they start eating okay. solid food. So, like Marley, she started eating three solid meals a day when she was around 11 months. And so she started taking in less milk. Mm-hmm. And now that she's in daycare during the day, mm-hmm. she drinks significantly less. Mm -hmm. when she's with me she nurses every couple of hours because it's there Mm -hmm. when they give her a cup of breast milk she's like "Eh, i don't really need it that much so it's a and it's all been led by her like her deciding what food she wants to eat and how much food like granted i'm giving her you know the right food but she's deciding what to eat off of her plate Mm -hmm. and how much she wants to eat she's stopping Mm -hmm. when she's full and what it does is
dissatisfaction. Oh, this is too much. Like, mm. if I chew too fast, I'm going to choke. Like, they learn, they basically learn how to eat and learn how to control okay. what they take in versus us force-feeding them right. a spoon. And then they don't learn that behavior. And it, like, there are studies that show it can lead to, like, obesity and other health People awesome. have been doing it. I think, like, you know, white women changed the game. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, we're doing this this new fancy feeding thing, and this is what we're calling it. Here's yeah. the book. Go for it. Like, granted, I read the book because yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. But when I read it, I'm like, this is what, like, we've been doing this. Yeah. It just didn't have a name. Like, our babies been eating off our plates yes. forever. We just didn't yeah. name it. Yeah. So, yeah. it's oh. not new. Yeah. So, you recently were sworn in, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, so how did that feel, like, to get to that point? Like, I saw the picture with you, your <laughs> husband, your daughter. They all passed on the first, if not the second time. I failed the second time. I had to go in a third time to do that. But knowing how much, like, discipline it took for me to be able to go back and do it a third time, it makes it, um, I don't know, it makes it feel... I can't say better because I don't know what passing the first time feels like, but it feels... It's just a very satisfying feeling. Like, I feel like if I didn't know it before, I definitely know now that I... While I was studying and not getting more than, like, two hours of sleep a day. So that's, like, it's probably outside of having the baby is, like, the biggest mm-hmm. accomplishment for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, what made, what, uh, what did you study in school? Um... So my undergrad degree is in social work and I have a minor in Spanish Um, and I got a master's in social work and I was like, my career was supposed to be a social worker and then um, through that work I decided I wanted to become. Um, How, I guess, what do you have plans for being like an instructor? Do you have like a specific people you want to serve or um I used to like so I specifically went to law school so that I could be the court appointed attorney that represents parents who have kids in the foster care system Mm -hmm. um because I feel like they don't typically get the best Mm -hmm. representation Mm -hmm. um and that there are like there there are fewer people who are attorneys who can understand what they're coming to the table with, then there are attorneys who don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because I've, so in D.C. in particular, I don't know that this would be the case anywhere else, but in D.C. in particular, like, most of the kids in foster care are kids from this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, most of them are in Ward 7 and 8. Most of them are poor, and mm-hmm. most of them are black. Mm-hmm. Um, and although D.C. has a really... Like, we can't afford to go in and do this work making just $90 an hour because we have the student loan debt to pay off. Um, Like, granted, you can make a good income doing it, but it takes a while.
I'm looking for jobs right now because the panel isn't open to be able to do that. You have to apply to a panel to be able to be appointed. Is that bothering you? No, no, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, so that's still what I want to give back. Yes. Um, I would be a solo practitioner, okay. working with parents who have kids in the abuse and neglect system. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also want to do some estate planning, mm-hmm. particularly for like people like me. Um, so like I don't have a lot, but of my death, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people um, who are just starting out don't. Yeah, they just yeah. don't think about it and yeah. don't know what to do, especially mm-hmm. people who come from families where they're the first to yeah. do And that's a, that's a good way to educate families, too, because I know passing, like, when my family has passed, like, we literally, like, we can't just mourn, you know? Yeah. Like, we have to take a week before the funeral to get all of their affairs in yeah. order to figure out where everything is, who mm-hmm. gets what, and unfortunately it causes a lot of, like, yeah. chaos and confusion in the family and then you know it's just all this drama I think it's like you know yeah. well you know you have your whole life you don't know that you know yeah. you don't know unfortunately you don't know what's going to happen so no I think that's really um, that's really cool um, sorry so can we talk about your husband then too yes. okay <laughs> so coming that <laughs> Coming from, um, I guess, a, a background where your father wasn't present, like, how is it now to see, like, your husband oh raising your daughter? It is the most beautiful thing I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it's also scary yeah. um, because I'm still, like, I have to force myself to believe that he's not going to leave us. Um, like, there. Traffic is bad. I'm hanging out at work till it clears up. But when that hour passed, I'm still mm-hmm. calling him. Like, where are you? Because yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm like, he ain't coming home. He's out. Um, and I have no reason mm-hmm. to believe that he's going to do that. But it's still a constant thought. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when we talked about me not going back to work for a year after having the baby, I still tried to save, like, like my, my, you know, secret stash of money. Yes, like, yeah. If you dip, I'm going to have this, right. and we're going to be okay. Like, oh, me yeah. and my baby going to be okay. Yeah. And then when the money... You're forgetting that you're married. Like, this is not just your baby's daddy. There's nowhere he can go yeah. and get away from you, even if he wanted to. And we've met your husband. He's not leaving you. Like, there's no way... So I, I can't take credit mm-hmm. for it. Like, my friends have definitely yeah. had to rein me in over and over mm-hmm. and over. But it's great watching him with yeah. her. Like, she adores him. Yeah. She gets... Home and talk. She would kick and roll around. And it's still, like, the exact same wow, relationship. Yeah. I just know, like, 
even personally, like, I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm... Because my father just kind of left, and my father's in the area. Like, he just... Oh, wow. He hasn't, you know, last time I saw him, he didn't show up at my wedding. And that that was in 2014. I haven't heard from him since. So I know he's alive, you know, through other family members. But I think, for me, it's really difficult because of that and other relationships I, w- I was in where people just kind of left, yeah. just kind of, you know, oh, you're not important, whatever. It's really hard for me to trust the fact that do you really like me? Like, I know that sounds really, that sounds I get really it. dumb, I get but it. like, you know, and he's like, I literally said yes forever, but I, but I grew up where you say yes forever and people change their minds. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm good. And so for me, I can't understand that. And I also can't understand how a person can create another person and yeah. not be oh my gosh totally invested. no clue what no clue it's beyond me and so even with even with we don't have children yet but even with him like i'm i'm always asking him like you know because we plan on you know lord willing we plan on having children father like parental I think just in general relationships people I think a lot of people expect it to be a lot easier than it is mm-hmm. even me like I expect like why am I still you know no this person is like half of like you're half yeah. of the, you know what I'm saying you're half yeah. this person is half of you like it doesn't make any sense for you not to um to be hurting you know mm-hmm. so do you think like for you like with your husband do you think there's some sort of um whether it be watching him interact with Marley or you know just like old in two weeks I kid you not we have not had sex since we conceived her so it's been okay I know we're married I know we've had vows I know you promised and you were committed and he hasn't had sex with anybody else either because I offered like I gave him the option at a year I was like okay this is not getting any better it's gonna take some time I'm not ready to have the surgery yet Mm -hmm. you are free Go do it. Don't bring nothing home. And he was so disgusted. Wow. With me, like, how dare you? Wow. No, you. <laughs> like, as a child, constantly hearing that men only want one thing. Men are no good. Like, I didn't realize how how much of an impact that had on me until this happened. Um, and then even as a young adult, like. I was pretty. I, you know, okay. I had I had my man friends, and I know the power of yeah. being a woman. Like, yeah. and I've used that, yeah. um, you know, whether it's to get things or you know, keep somebody around that I wanted around. Like, I've at all. It's like, what are you here for? <laughs> Why are you? Here? It's like weird. Like, and I've asked him this several yeah. times. I still ask. I still can't comprehend mm-hmm. like and it's weird because he'll be like but you're with me and we can't have sex mm-hmm. I'm like but no that's not the same because you're <laughs> a man yeah. and you can't wow. like you want me because of this so how yeah. like and he still gets mad it's like the only thing 
we fight about now mm-hmm. me asking him why he's mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. here like you know don't stay with me just because i have your baby like what if i can wow. never do it again yeah. he's like stop insulting me like i don't want to hear that anymore wow. so that's a big thing yeah. for me like he's his feelings get hurt yeah. Yeah. when i ask his feelings are hurt by the fact that i can't understand mm-hmm. like I guess the depth of mm-hmm. his love, or I guess love mm-hmm. in general, because mm-hmm. I've never, mm-hmm. I've literally never experienced this. It didn't work, but <laughs> one thing I always remember, like, that I can't remember the scripture, but the child i don't think there's anything i could do to make him stop right loving me wow and i feel like even if i did something to her he would still love me but he would be really upset right, of right, course right. leave but he would be hurt because he loved me and i right. did right whatever like it's it's yeah it's baffling yeah but it feels really good yeah. and it almost i say it empowers me mm. to do like anything like yeah. i can go do anything because i know this outside of my mom We're about to cry. Don't We're cry. Awesome. Huh? <laughs> That's really sweet. That's really sweet. have the same day. Yeah. You'll never know. Like, you need yep. to keep... <laughs> you need to keep some money on the side and... Your base, like, like how you said, stop insult, like how he was saying, stop insulting me. It's kind of the same thing. Like, for him, it was like, I said, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. I said what I, I meant, what I said. Like, and we're like, I know you said exa- it. I get it, but exactly. I still. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think every day he's showing me what it is, like you said, to love. Because I still have, I'm not. I think people think when you get married, like, all your trauma, all your heartbreak, <laughs> it just disappears. Like, the week we got married and we were in the house, I was on the floor crying because of, like, how some other guy treated me and how I was still thinking about him and why I couldn't shake, you know? Like, and I felt like an awful wife because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, we're married, we're newlyweds, I shouldn't be crying about this. And he was so understanding. Like, he got on the floor with me while I'm crying. Like talking to me like a friend and I didn't and I'm and in my mind I was like he's gonna leave me he's gonna leave me he's gonna leave because I'm too broken and I think also because like I heard that a lot for myself like growing up well you're too broken you're too this you're too someone told me that my testimony was too heavy which is okay interested but what a lot of people do when they break up with somebody besides just being honest they bring them for you to bring someone down is not fair because then afterwards they're still going to be thinking about not just you and that relationship but like what you said in Mm -hmm. all aspects you know like am I too much oh no no I can't I can't be 100% myself because I don't want to put the blame or you know 
so with my husband, I'm just relearning how to be 100%. Mm-hmm. Or let's start with this one. What advice would you share with yourself 10 years ago? Oh, Lord. <laughs> 10 years ago, I was 22. Um, I would tell my 22-year-old self to drink. Like at 22, I was so... I was so focused on the end goal. Like, I got to do this. I got to do this. and got to do this. And then I had, like, I had immersed myself around all the churchy people because in my mind, churchy people weren't poor. Like, mm-hmm. churchy people had stuff. And wow. the churchy people that I knew, they came from. Like, they had two parents. They had, you know, access to different things growing up. They had time to worry about whether or not God wanted them to have sex or not have none of that mm. so i figured you know if i wanted to be successful i needed mm. to be the churchy people yeah and <laughs> and then yeah. and so church yeah. like that was the logical connection for me yeah. learned that it wasn't yeah. um but i feel like i wasted my youth okay doing that like I could have been doing so much more and just having so much more fun and getting more experiences like I made up for that later but I would have liked to have done it then like I would have liked to party more in college Mm -hmm. or just get more of like a young 20 something Mm -hmm. year old experience Mm -hmm. that I didn't get until I was closer to 30 Mm -hmm. when I woke up and realized Mm -hmm. it was all lies (laughs) so when you say it was Every church isn't the same. Every religion isn't mm-hmm. the same. But I feel like it 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 knows like the church people know like the everyday struggles and weaknesses that people have and mm-hmm. kind of know what to promise them to get them engaged. And it is mm-hmm. like you're if I tithe and I come to Bible study and I stay in my word and you know don't have sex outside of marriage don't drink I'm modest cover up my body God is gonna give me all the things that my heart desires so I'm never gonna be homeless again I'm never gonna be poor again I'm always gonna eat well there's always gonna be somebody that loves me like I'm gonna have all these things that I want but no it doesn't work like that like it doesn't matter if I do exactly what you tell me to do if one, if I'm not happy, if I'm not feeling complete on my own, if I'm not working hard to get these things, mm-hmm. they're not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not like they just magically mm-hmm. fall out of the right. sky because I go to church every week right. um, or because I'm giving up my bus fare to the collection plate because I don't. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Kind of. It ropes you in. Yeah. And then I think for somebody who. feels good like it feels
feels good to go every week and to be immersed mm-hmm. in that. And then when you realize it's, it's just for that day, like it's ending on Sunday afternoon or those people aren't going to be riding with you when like life gets mm-hmm. real and you can't commit mm-hmm. to that lifestyle anymore or don't mm-hmm. want to, the things But now <laughs> you got your bus fare and you don't have to walk to work. Like that's, yeah. That's so sad. That really breaks my heart because that's so true. It's so true. For, and it's so true for. And one, God gives us wisdom. So like you said, if you have $5 to get home, I'm pretty sure God is not saying. my $5. What? (laughs) No. Like, excuse me? I can tithe in other ways. That's crazy. And... Which I've heard, like, if you tithe, God will give you... How about if you are my church family and you know I'm struggling? How about you just... So, how do you overcome? <laughs> What's wrong? You go so deep. <laughs> you know? Ah, uh, I do a lot of stuff. previous experiences Mm -hmm. so like the fear that my husband's gonna leave me Mm -hmm. like I have to check the traffic Mm -hmm. you can see on the map that is red all the way from where he's coming from you know he He goes to work, he comes home to you. He spends weekends with you. Like, y'all argue about the trash going out. Like, when was he with somebody else making another kid? Like, I have to literally talk myself down. Um, Financial fears are big for me just because of, like, the poverty piece. So, I'm no good with that. Um, I have nothing. Like, my husband takes care of me with that. When I need to, like, he'll notice that I'm kind of losing it. He'll be like, come on, let's look at the numbers and... He'll pull up our budget mm-hmm. and, like, this is how much money's coming in. Mm-hmm. I'm on a contract. Like, mm-hmm. they can't just take away mm-hmm. my paycheck. We own this home. Nobody mm-hmm. can just take it from us. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, even little things now, like, with buying the new house. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I'm scared that we're here if there's a cash flow issue mm-hmm. and that could pay the mortgage you know for these amount of months mm-hmm. and with our skills mm-hmm. we can get work like he has to break it down for me and show me on paper mm-hmm. like with the numbers that we're gonna be mm-hmm. okay and that's something that I cannot do mm-hmm. for myself um so being able to relinquish that mm-hmm. and let like not feel like I'm the person that has to get rid of that fear and let somebody else do it for me right. has been
momentum. I'm just setting myself <laughs> up. I let him control the money. It's a wrap. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How has it been though to not like be working like with with a you know a she's really smarter. Oh, she can do more in her class than anybody else developmentally. Like for me, it's like. I did that. Like, I was home all day. I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. I didn't shower. The Mm -hmm. house was dirty. But, Mm -hmm. like, I was home and I was Mm -hmm. present with her and gave her everything that I knew I could. And now she's, like, she's thriving. Like, I dropped her off this Like, okay. (laughs) And they're, like, no, this is good. Get out. Go. Like, that's. Like, for me, that's the, yeah. Yeah. Like, that makes it all worth it. If you had asked me two weeks ago, I would have been like, it's awful. But It's paying off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, one more. If you could share, you know, where people can find you and, like, what you're doing and, you know, if you want, if you have any. Yes, Nikki G underscore Johnson. Um, my blog and everything is linked, but I'm not consistent because mm-hmm. life and I don't <laughs> like keeping a diary. Mm-hmm. I only write stuff when like, like I'll get a lot of DMs sometimes and somebody will be like, can you do a post on, you know, whatever you posted about a week ago on here and I'll try to do mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. DC Superior Court, because I'm an attorney now. Yay! <laughs> That's awesome. That's it. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. This was so fun. Really? You had hard questions. I wasn't ready.